gun Ramos looking like he's got one more good run Sips a little shaky But his heart is still true Oh how that dog loves hunting with me and you Sporting dog adventures run Hey, this is Jeff Fuller of Soggy Acres Retrievers and Sporting Dog Adventures TV. We have had a great run showing our love for dogs with our show, our podcast, our social media, and all that is based on Soggy Acres Retrievers. We proudly bring this podcast to you by Soggy Acres Retrievers and ask you if you are looking for training, boarding, or a yellow, black, or chocolate Labrador Retriever puppies, please check out SoggyAcres.com. Remember, everyone deserves a Soggy Dog. Our great fans of the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast, we are growing at an astronomical rate, and I want to thank you all. I do ask one thing from you. Please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Please give us a thumbs up. Follow us, subscribe to us on whatever other platforms you're on. And the most important thing I can ask, share our podcast with your friends so that we can grow our love for the dogs and dogs in the field and make it so that people are more involved in our sport. Again, thank you so much for being listeners. Take care. Welcome to the Sporting Dog Adventures Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Fuller of Soggy Acres Retrievers, and we have a great show in store for you today. The title of our show is A Tale of Two Dogs, and I'm going to talk about the first two dogs that I started my breeding program with and the difference in training them so that people understand that it is not a cookie-cutter option when you have dogs. In the training tip section, we're going to talk about brush up before season, getting that last-minute stuff done before your season gets here. And we are then going to talk about our hunting section, which is break out those calls and get in some practice. So break out the calls is the last part. It's going to be a fun show, and we'll get started with, again, the main topic, which is a tale of two dogs. So I got my first dog as a wedding present. Her name was Lilybell. She was a chocolate Labrador retriever. She was fantastic, she had drive, and pretty much she ran me in the field. It was the first dog I've ever trained, and to say that she trained me would be an understatement. We had many times in the field when funny things would happen that probably as a trainer now I would look at as funny, but back then it was funny because I was learning with her, where she would probably make me look somewhat silly but then also in her antics after would get her forgiveness because she would act silly. And it, it was pretty much just a, an interesting relationship. The dog and I were bonded greatly, and she was the dog that had the classic quote-quote hard head. You had to put a lot of pressure on her. I never did, and that's why she ran me in the field. So I had Lily bred and kept a puppy out of the litter, and her name was Dixie Bell. Dixie we kept because she was the sweetest, most attention-seeking puppy that we had in that litter. She had great drive, but the one thing she didn't have 
She did not have that hard head. She was a very soft dog. Again, still had great instincts, great drive, but the way that you trained had to be different with her. And I failed in the early run working with her. You see, I had a dog that you had to put a lot of pressure on to get her to do anything your way and work with you as a team. And Dixie, when you put pressure on her, would completely fall apart. This was a tough combo for a new trainer like myself at the time to handle. But ultimately, it taught me so much about training. It taught me so much about the fact that no two dogs are the same and that you constantly have to monitor a dog and how they are taking pressure. I tell clients it's basically like you've got one foot on the gas, one foot on the brake, and you're constantly alternating between more gas, which would be pressure, and more brake, which would be praise. And you are going back and forth trying to hit that right mix with that dog. You might have one dog that is going to be just about all gas. You're going to be putting pressure on that dog. The dog is obstinate, constantly pushing on you, but also can take pressure. But then you're going to have that other dog where you have to play a little bit more of a psychologist with. So rewind back to when I was training Dixie. It got to the point where I was trying to train her like Lily, which was a lot of pressure. Pretty much I broke her to the point where she wouldn't run for me. It took a lot of time, a lot of reading, and a lot of working with her and a lot of off time for her where I didn't have her in training to get her to come around to the point where she then started to have fun and started to run and I realized this wasn't a dog that I had to put a lot of pressure on. I hardly had to use the collar on her. I could yell at her and get the same look that I would get with Lily when I would use the collar to get Lily under control. So it was just interesting. And again, having it be your first dog and your second dog and you're living with both of them, that's what made it so difficult for me as a young trainer, young handler. I think that a soft dog, so a dog that does not take pressure well but has great drives and inability, a softer dog is one of the harder dogs to train. You get the dog to where you need to be by using praise at other times where you wouldn't use praise with a dog where you could just put pressure on them. And it's, it's, it's a balancing act that if you have someone that has never trained a softer dog, they could completely wreck a dog that's soft by thinking the dog was being obstinate when the dog had actually quit because the dog was just broken. So it's, it's always interesting when you're working with people. Clients will tell me that this dog doesn't run like the other one. And I don't understand. I mean, what are you doing different in training? And you have to explain, no, you have to you look at it as one dog and this, is, this dog is an individual, and you are going to figure out what makes this dog tick and how much pressure, how much praise you have to give this dog so that you can get him to run hard for you and be a good teammate with you instead of going completely self-employed. So A Tale of Two Dogs basically looks at the difference between that hard-headed dog and that soft dog and if you have that 
have a good training program. That is the best fail-safe you can have, is have a good training program you're following, follow the program, trust the program, but also understand that there are times when programs don't talk about how to get a really soft dog through something because programs generally are centered around that dog that takes pressure, that has great drive, and that you can push through stuff. So always evaluate your dog, give them the benefit of the doubt until you are completely sure that they're doing something that is malfeasance on their part where you know they're self-employed and they know they're self-employed and work with them so that you can have them in a place so that you can be successful in the field and be a good teammate with your dog in the field. So that's it on the tale of two dogs. And next up, we are going to talk about things that you want to brush up on before hunting season. Hunting season is almost here, so let's get to our training tip after this. Jeff Fuller again from Soggy Acres Retrievers and Sporting Dog Adventures Podcast. When you look at hunting, you need to have yourself prepared. Our good friends at Mac Outdoors have reloading supplies as well as great clay target machines to get you prepared so you have more success in the field. Don't get that dirty look from your dog. Check out Mac Outdoors. Jeff Fuller from Sporting Dog Adventures and Soggy Acres Retrievers. In our house, my wife hates having the plastic kennels and wire crates. We need them for the dogs because we have times when they need to be put somewhere, but she cannot stand the look. So we talked to DCT Kennels, and we now have a new partnership with them for a product that is a crate, but also a piece of furniture. If you want something that is practical, as well as great looking, check out DCT Kennels. Welcome back to the show. It is brush up time with your dog. If you haven't trained your dog, we're a month out from a lot of people's season starting. Look back last year. What? did you have that just had you pulling your hair out with your dog? Me, I had a couple of dogs that we had braking issues on early in the season, and I am going to work with them that on that now. Haven't seen it since, but still, during our teal season, I had my qualified all-age master hunter finish title dog break, as well as my, my, my finish title dog tank break. And it was on me as a handler for not watching them, but also they had been running hunt tests, so it was the assumption that they've been running competitively all summer, there's no way they're gonna break, it's gonna be fine, and turns out that it was an issue. So it was interesting for me to see that, and now it's something that I know we're just gonna reinforce so that the dog is completely biddable and ready for the season. And even with my dogs, after the first couple of birds, I probably won't shoot. I, I will shoot after the first couple of birds, but I'm going to make sure that the issues we had last year are locked down and taken care of this year when we're hunting so that we can have an enjoyable season. So again, what were your issues you had? What can you work on to make your season with your dog better? Get yourself in a position so that anything that was pro problematic, whether it was coming back, to you when you called them, handling issues, breaking issues, any type of obedience issue, and get it taken care of so that you can have a really good season. We've got plenty of time left. Get out there, work with your dogs, and get them ready. 
So that's it for our training tip. Next, we are going to talk about breaking out your duck and goose calls. All that and more coming up after this. Hey, this is Jeff Fuller from Sporting Dog Adventures Podcast. I want you to know that we buy all of our trucks at Boucher Automotive. We go to Janesville. They've got a great selection, great staff. If you're looking for a new truck or car, check out our friends at Boucher Automotive in Janesville. Welcome back to the show. We just talked about how we're going to brush up the dog's training. Guys, gals, brush up your calling. Let's get our calls out. Let's practice. Let's be ready for the season. I am not a great caller. Anyone that's snickering right now, nodding your head, I hate you. Yes, you probably call better than me, but I am functional. I can't sound like a competition caller, but I can go out to a marsh and listen to ducks and give a good quack, give a good three note, and give a competent five note. So I will, again, get my calls out this year. I'm going to practice with them. I'm going to make sure that I am ready. When do I practice my calls? When I'm driving somewhere, preferably by myself. My wife will not tolerate me blowing a duck call in her ear, but when I'm driving by myself, I will take my duck calls, and instead of listening to the radio, I will work on my calling. My goose calls as well. I don't have a great goose call, and that is actually it's actually behind my duck call. I'm a better duck caller than I am goose. So I'm going to practice even harder at that and get to the point where I can sound like a goose, maybe not fancy, but give a good honk, cluck, and maybe put those two together so that when birds are coming in, if we've got a couple of decoys out, at least I can make it sound like one goose. I'm not the guy that can sound like five different ones sitting there like so many can, but I'm going to practice. I'm going to put my time in, and I'm going to be ready for the season this year. So again, get your calls out, find some time to practice. If you have a drive to work and a drive home, you can practice then. If you have a place you can go that's outside where it's not in the house where you're going to bother anyone, do it then. Or if everyone's out of the house and you got some time, bust out those calls. It is time to get ready. The dogs are going to be brushed up. Our calling's going to be brushed up. We are going to have... A great season so everyone put in a little bit of time thank you so much for listening to today's podcast i do want to appreciate you stopping by please share our podcast with your friends if you do feel like you want to uh, contribute send us an email sportingdogtv at gmail.com we also have the anchor uh, anchor payment where you could give us uh, a donation for the podcast so we can buy some new gear and buy some different stuff for the podcast most important, if you can give, give us a good rating, five-star rating, whatever thumbs-up rating, subscribe to the podcast on your platform. All that will help us grow our podcast and get it out there to more people that want to talk about dogs and want to learn how to be with dogs in the field. Thank you so much again. Everyone have a great week. God bless. Sporting Dog Adventures Run Everything you need is here under the sun